You are listening to Living for the Cinema with Jeff Gershon. I am a cinema enthusiast of all genres, here to discuss with you one film every episode. The good, the bad, and the ugly of what makes each film unique. Spoiler alert. No matter when this film was released, there's a good possibility I will be revealing spoilers about the plot or even possibly the ending. So just be warned. Bob Marley, One Love, which came out in 2024 and was directed by Ronaldo Marcus Green. It stars Kingsley Benadir, Lashana Lynch, Jesse Cilio, James Norton, Michael Ward, Tosin Cole, Michael Gandolfini, Nadine Marshall, and Anthony Welsh. The genre would be musical biopic. So we gonna walk. My life is not important to me. Are you satisfied? My life is for people. With the life you're living. Do you really think this world will make it? Yes. Yeah. There's no other way. Exodus. That's the source of your strength. We know where we're One love, one heart, one destiny. First things first. On a pure surface level, this is a mildly enjoyable film. The performances are generally strong, especially Lashana Lynch portraying Rita Marley. It's all very well shot, thanks to DP Robert Elswit, who is on most of P.T. Anderson's films. It never wears out its welcome. There's no genuinely bad scenes. And of course, the music is fantastic. I personally was never a devoted fan of reggae, nor an expert of reggae, but I guess if you attended college like myself in the 90s and listened intently to his greatest hit CD, Legend, then you did receive the necessary crash course in the best music that he has ever performed, at least according to this movie. Because I found myself recognizing and humming along to every song of his throughout this movie whether performed diegetically or played over montage. We're diamond. And I hope this time is gonna last. No bullet can stop us now. We need to beg, no we won't bow. Neither can be bought nor sold. We all defend the right that the children must unite. Who oh, life is worth much more than all crisply sound mixed, and Stark Kingsley Benadir does a very convincing job of lip-syncing all of it. And of course, this movie does a serviceable job of presenting us with a few of the more iconic-slash-memorable moments of this legend's life, including the attempted assassination at his compound in Jamaica, along with, and of course, the two famous concerts for peace, which he would also perform in Jamaica. But therein lies the rub. 
From a pure biographical or even emotional standpoint, this movie pretty much just trots out the hits. Seriously, if like me, you have seen that brief but memorable monologue delivered by Will Smith's Robert Neville about Bob Marley in the movie I Am Legend, then you learned just as much regarding the singer's motivations towards performing at this concert so soon after his assassination attempt than you would from this movie. When they was scheduled to perform at a peace rally, gunmen came to his house and shot him down. Two days later, he walked out on that stage and sang. Somebody asked him why. He said, the people who are trying to make this world worse are not taking a day off. How can I? Yes, to be fair, within this movie, we do get to see the actual incident, the assassination attempt, and some flashbacks that Marley would get about it on occasion afterwards. It's all sufficiently tense and effective to watch on the big screen, of course. Bob, they try to kill you and your wife. And now you're choosing to return to Jamaica to play a peace concert? Don't you fear for your life? But are we given any context as to why someone would want to murder Bob Marley at this particular time? What the overall motivations were? What was exactly so controversial about the message of his music? Or even what broad issues might have been driving this brewing civil war in Jamaica at this point in the mid-70s? Nope. The screenplay for this movie, co-written by the legendary Terrence Winter, no less, just kind of brushes past all of that just to take us to the next scene and the next needle drop. What director Ronaldo Marcus Green, and also a very talented guy, he recently helmed every episode of the very strong, underrated Max series, We Own This City. What he has delivered is a handsome production of what is essentially a highlight reel or, quote, greatest hits compilation of one of the most influential musical artists of the 20th century. And it shares one key issue with another recent biopic, previous episode Ferrari, and that it initially makes what appears to be a smart decision by only focusing on a sliver of its subject's overall life. Because for a biopic, sometimes you have to kind of focus in, but then structures its narrative in a manner that might not be as dramatically satisfying. Ferrari at least provides a lot of critical insight into its main subject. We get some understanding into how Enzo Ferrari designed his cars in that movie. Whereas here, we really don't get any insight into how Marley created so many fantastic songs. So overall, I just found this to be a disappointing film, even if it was never offensively bad by any stretch. If you just enjoy listening to Bob Marley's music or even seeing it performed on the big screen with top flight sound, then you could do a lot worse. Won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Cause all I ever have Redemption songs when you write that all my life and that brings me to the categories i'm actually going to combine two of these categories the best needle drop the best song cue or piece of score used throughout the runtime of the film and the trailer moment a scene or moment that best describes this movie now yes consider it a bit of a weakness of this movie that it seems virtually impossible to be able to separate these two categories as I stated previously, we do hear pretty much most of the memorable songs from Bob Marley's catalog. Admittedly, it is nice to see and hear them performed on the big screen, including several of the more well-known standards from Bob Marley and the Wailers. Most people think great God will come from the sky Take away everything 
include Three Little Birds, Get Up, Stand Up, and I think the one song of his where we get some insight into its creation, just a little jamming at least, and that would be the indelible Redemption song. But for me, the highlight is likely the most politically charged on-screen performance that we see him deliver in this movie. And bizarrely, it's not actually a song that we see him perform at one of two historically significant concerts in Jamaica, which somewhat bookend the film. Nope, this is a song that we see Marley perform as part of a concert sequence roughly about halfway through the movie taking place at the Rainbow Theater in London. Now, admittedly, he did live there for a while and even recorded the legendary Exodus album in London as well. The song I'm referring to is actually from a previous album, Rostaman Vibration which was released in 1976. And this is a unique song in that virtually all of its lyrics are actually transcribed from a fiery speech delivered by Ethiopian President Haile Selassie, once to the League of Nations in 1936, and then again more than 20 years later to the United Nations in 1963. It is routinely remembered as one of the more prescient and powerful speeches by a world leader during the 20th century, and for good reason. Of course, Marley and crew bring even more fire to it with a catchy bass line, punchy horns, and soaring vocals when they perform it in London. This is Marley at his most transgressive, and the song is War. Well, everywhere is war. That brings us to the next category, which would be wasted talent. This is the most underutilized talent involved with the film. And speaking of Marley... Well, it's unfortunate, but I would likely say that the actual star of this movie portraying the title character is probably the most wasted talent involved. Which is not to say that Kingsley Benadir delivers a bad performance. Not at all. He is generally compelling and certainly a charismatic screen presence. And even beyond delivering well with the lip syncing, his Jamaican accent also sounds pretty authentic. And he also does a nice job of playing up the late great Marley's ragdoll stage presence. He really pulls off the concert scenes. Unfortunately, there's just not that much on the page for Benadir to work with. As written, Marley is a pretty surface-level character who is more often than not just delivering expositional dialogue. It's a shame that he's just not given much to do here besides successfully mimicking Bob Marley. 
This brings us to the final category, the MVP. This is the person or people who are most responsible for the success of this film. I think what's striking about this movie is that we actually learn very little of this man's background. Minimally about his personal demons, virtually nothing about his political views, even though so much broad lip service is given to them throughout. Meaning that his songs are often referenced as being very political, but there's really never any discussion about his actual political views. And also, there's pretty much zero to do here about his fellow whalers. Yes, the other members of his band, because he did play with the band. (laughs) Or even his relationships with his family. Now, we do get some insight into his at times troubled marriage, but delivered mostly via a lot of sharp physical acting from Lashana Lynch, playing his wife. And like Penelope Cruz in Ferrari, she pretty much steals this movie with by far the most interesting performance. Why acting like a jealous teenage boy? So, oh, you think would have change? Something don't change, but something definitely change. We never used to do all of this. The whining and dining, parties, clubs, I mean, go with all type of people from who knows where, dude, uh-huh, who you knows what. music as a spread. Lashana Lynch has definitely become one of those actresses to watch in recent years. There is no reason that she should not eventually become a big star. The woman just has a powerful screen presence. Hailing from the UK and starting mostly in British television, she actually has not been acting that long and has only been in about a dozen movies over the past 10 years. But we're talking several big movies. Her performance as Maria Rambo was by far the best thing in the otherwise mediocre Captain Marvel movie. Despite an absurd online backlash directed at her, she really held her own as the new 007 in previous episode No Time to Die, and even having to act alongside the Queen, Viola Davis, in The Woman King from last year. She delivered quite the forceful action heroine performance in that movie as well. Just so much of what Lashana does here in this movie with subtle mannerisms, glances at her on-screen husband, and even leaving her own distinct mournful mark within the onstage performance sequences, singing alongside the titular character, it really does convey a lot more than what's on the page. We get an idea that from Rita Marley's point of view, we can see several years of passion, heartbreak, and inspiration. It's another strong performance from an actress who is now overdue her own big screen starring vehicle. And as a result, Lashana Lynch is the MVP. You didn't think I had my own opportunities? Huh? I had the solids, I had offers. And I gave them up for the message for us. And they tried to refuse. Who really know you? Who really care about you, Bob? Chris, the marketing genius, are done signing deals in the dark. Mm. You swim in pollution, you get polluted. My rating for Bob Marley, One Love, is two stars out of five. No, no, no. Yep, there have just been so many biopics released over the past couple of years, it's kind of impossible to not compare them. And unfortunately, this is one of the weaker ones, despite compelling subject matter. Still, like I said, this movie never gets offensively bad and is a generally pleasant watch, as long as you enjoy his music. And if you're looking to watch Bob Marley, One Love, it is now playing in theaters. And that ends another Redemption Review. Please like, subscribe, and share the Living for the Cinema podcast, and follow and like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And join us next time for another review from Living for the Cinema.